0: Well, my name is Frank, and I'm excited to be here with you guys tonight. You guys can have a seat. Take a load off your feet. You look hot. Let me cool you off. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I need to be cooled off. Yeah, too. I, first off, genuinely want to say thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Thank you for telling me I'm welcome. I want to introduce to you guys my family. Is that okay? Can we do that? You ready to meet them? All right. I only have pictures. They're not here. But this first guy right here is my youngest. This is Easton. Oh, yes. You got to say, oh, let's try that again. This is, oh, stop. You don't have to. This next picture is our next one. This is John Mason. And then my next one is Grayson. And then my oldest is Jason. Jason and my beautiful wife with our youngest easton right there and the next picture while okay it's not fair but it's coming eventually maybe anyhow that's my family that's my crew i want you guys to say a special they're watching online so say hello to frank's family one two three go Oh, they said hello to you guys as... Well, there she is. There's my beautiful wife. Guys, she's a soldier. She's at home with four boys. Help her, Jesus. They are a handful. Tonight, we get the opportunity to take a little time to talk about a story that I'm pretty sure you guys have heard. And if you haven't, I'm excited to tell you about it because it is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Sometimes I can talk too fast, and I apologize, but I hope you guys can follow with me. If I talk too fast, just say Nothing, okay? Because I've been working on it for a long time and it really hasn't changed, but I'm going to really try to work on it, all right? So, tonight we're going to talk about a man in the Bible by the name of David. Have you guys ever heard of David? Ever heard of David? What's a story that you can think of? He has a lot of stories of him in the Bible. What's one story you can think of? Yes. When he defeats Goliath. Have you guys ever heard of that story? have you, I need you to be my Goliath. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. I want you to be my Goliath and I'm going to be David. (laughs) All right. So this is what we're going to (laughs) do. (laughs) <laughs> you didn't know what you were signing up for. You're welcome. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Tell me your name. What's your name? Amory. Did I say that right? Emory. All right, I'm horrible with names, guys. <laughs> I know. So here's what we're going to do. Everything that I say, we're going to act out so that you guys can see the full story. Are you guys ready? Come on, snap those fingers. This is how you say, yes, we're ready, we're ready. All right, so here we go. So you're going to actually be, I want you to be David, Okay. Because I only think that's fair for you to be David. All right, here we go. Why not? I'm going to be David and you be Goliath. That's how we'll do this. All right. So one time there was a war that was happening and it was taking place in a far, far land. Everyone say far, far land. And there was this wee little boy named David. What was his name? David. That is I. Every time I say David, I need you guys to say da, 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 da. Cool. Can we try that? David. Let's try that again, David. So David was sent off on a great journey to go meet his brother who was on the battlefield to take them some food. There was this giant, and when I say giant, you got to say, "hoo who, huh? When I say Goliath, say, "hoo who, who. All right, Goliath. Now, that is not how he sounded. He was a little bit louder than that. Goliath. You have to give us a pose every time I say Goliath. Ready? Let's practice. Goliath. All right. Come on. That was awesome. That was awesome. But your sound effects kind of were not with you. So let's try that again. There was this huge giant named Goliath. Yes. Who was walking around making a lot of noise and daring anyone who would defeat him or thought they could he was challenging them to come and fight him now tell me this is fighting a good thing no it's not a good thing it's not healthy it's not a way to love people but sometimes we have things in life that create tension say tension what we see in this story between david right only one person remember the music between david and goliath was tension what do you think the tension was yes what danger kind of who do you think who do you guys think was in the most danger between the battle of david and goliath i would say david probably was the giant, right? He was, but I think David was in the most danger. It's kind of hard for you guys to see this here, but in this story, Goliath was nine feet tall. So about three to four more of you. Can you guys imagine that? Goliath was very tall. Who was tall? So what should we hear on Goliath? Goliath was very tall, but there once was this wee little guy named David. He was. Oh, you're so yes. oh, sorry. you were waiting on me to say David, weren't you? I said David again. Right. David was sent to <laughs> to go and defeat Goliath. Right. He wasn't though. He was sent to just go and help his brothers out and take them some food but what he noticed in the midst of all of the chaos and the tension that everyone was afraid of Goliath. (laughs) Everyone was afraid of Goliath. Yes, because he was being a bully. He was being rude. He was being mean and he was not being loving, but everyone was afraid of him until one day little David came along and he was like, I will take on Goliath. There was no fear inside of David. Do you guys know why? Why do you think David was, right. Why do you think that was not afraid of Goliath? Why do you think he was not afraid of him? He knew the Lord was on his side. Now here's the thing. In that moment, did he know that the Lord was with him or did he know before he even arrived? He knew before he even arrived. Before he even arrived, he knew that the Lord was on his side. Now we're back to the story with Goliath. Walks up, comes out screaming, sends, who dare try to defeat me? <laughs> That's what he said. That's what Goliath said. You guys got to wake up now. Everyone was like, what are we going to do? He's back. What are we going to do? And David decided to step up. Now, think about this. David was the, was the smallest of them all. And in the battlefield, they have armor. They have swords. They have shields. So guess what the right thing would be to do? to put it all on him, right? So that he could go in and protect himself, right? But guess what? It was all too big for him. My sons, I showed you guys, my youngest one who's two now, he's a two-nager, really. He likes to wear my shoes and he clumps around all the time. He can barely walk, but he loves wearing my shoes. He trips. Sometimes I trip. I don't have an excuse, but he does. But he trips on them, but he loves to step into them. But in this situation, do you guys really think that David would have been able to actually defeat Goliath if he was covered in all of this heavy metal, this armor that was too heavy for him to carry. Have you guys ever carried some books or a box before? And have you thought, oh, I could really use some help? Have you? If you said no, you know that's not the truth. And it probably wasn't even a heavy book. You were just like not wanting to actually carry it. But in this case, it was heavy armor. He put it down. He said, no. So if you know the story, what does David do next? He says, yes, he's going to use his slingshot to do what? Goliath. To defeat D- Goliath, right? But in order for him, yes, I'm sorry, Goliath. You scared me there. <laughs> You're doing your part right, Goliath. I am terrified, David. In order for him to defeat him, he needed what? Five stones. How many stones? How many stones? Five stones. He went down to the river. He got the stones. Now, think about this. When David was taking off to go and get those stones, everyone else probably was thinking what? That he was doing what? Nothing, running away like, really? What are you doing? The uh, the battle's this way, and you're going that way. But what David knew is that the Lord had already prepared him for the battle with Goliath. The way that he knew this was in a simple, small way. David spent so much of his life as a little kid playing with the rocks and throwing rocks. He probably got in trouble for hitting the hut with rocks and his slingshot. But David was pretty good with using his slingshot, yes. In reality, in life, when we're walking through things and processing through things, you guys are learning a lot right now. And every little thing you do, I'm pretty sure at some point you're like, why am I doing this? Say, why am I doing this? I'm pretty sure there were some times when David would be slinging his rocks and hitting random things. All of his friends and his brothers would be like, why are you doing this? This makes no sense. What are you doing? But deep down inside of him, deep down inside of him, the Lord had already spoken and gone before him a mission in his life something in his life that was greater than those five little stones don't you go anywhere Goliath so as David comes back with how many stones and his slingshot he's ready for battle now let's be honest if you have all this armor to protect you and all these swords but then you see someone with a slingshot and a few rocks what are you thinking You're thinking, I'm going to get my mask on and go, because he is acting like Corona. Crazy. Like, what is he doing? No. You're thinking, why would you do that? But guess what, guys? He knew that there was something special inside of him that everyone else may not have seen. He knew that inside of him... The Lord had already used that still small voice to keep telling him that there was great things for him. There was something mighty inside of him. And he knew that in the flick of his wrist in that little motion, every time he felt something. So as he's getting ready for this battle, he has how many stones? How tall is Goliath? Nine feet tall. Five stones. David grabs one. How many did he grab? Out of the five, he grabbed what? One. That's very important. He grabbed one stone. He put it in his slingshot. And a lot of you guys are thinking slingshot like this. But actually it was like, like that. Totally different type of slingshot. But he grabbed that one stone. And as he's winding up, Goliath is looking at him thinking, what are you doing? Goliath is looking at him saying, you are the smallest thing. There is nothing that intimidates me about you. How dare you think? He literally is looking around. How dare you guys think this little guy is going to defeat me? But in that moment, the Bible tells us that David had, thank you, did what he had always done with his rocks and his slingshot. It was a rhythm that he knew. It was an understanding that he had. What maybe was fun in this moment was going to change history, was going to change lives forever. Because God had already called him. God had already spoken into him. The one thing that he needed most And that was to trust that the Lord was going to use him to do great things. I'm going to say that again, David already knew the one thing that he needed to know most is that the Lord was going to use him to do great things. So he takes the slingshot. He swings. He lets go and that one rock flies and pop, hits David right, sorry, hits Goliath the right in the head. And what happens? Oh, he didn't stagger. What did he do? Out. Out. Everyone say out. Out. In that moment, everyone around, what do you think all of David's brothers and everyone was thinking? They were impressed. Who would have known this little guy could have done such a great thing? You know who knew all along? The Lord knew. The Lord knew. Now I want you guys to think about something. Emory woke up this morning, had no clue That we would be on this stage doing a good old David and Goliath. But I want to tell you something. The Lord knew how he was going to use Amory. In this moment right now, the Lord knows how he designed, how he wants to, how he plans to use each and every one of you. Because here's what can happen. You guys can see right now that Amory's standing right here being Goliath. And in 10 years from now, Henry could be preaching the gospel across the world. What started out as a simple moment in this parking lot, the Lord could be equipping each and every one of us to go and do great and mighty and amazing things that everyone us around us may be like, "Ah, are you sure? But deep down inside, I want you to look at me when I tell you this. Deep down inside, the Lord has spoken life into you. Listen to that voice and trust that voice. The Lord wants to do great things through you. The Lord wants to use you to move mountains. The Lord wants to use you to speak life into hurting people. The Lord wants to use you to defeat giants that the enemy is going to say we can't. Just like the Lord wants to use Amory, the Lord wants to use each and every one of you guys as well. Let's give Amory a round of applause. Thank you for helping out. I want you guys to think of it this way. Each and every one of you guys, at one point, you could not walk, you had to crawl. And then you learned to walk, and then you learned to run, right? But at some point in your life, you fail. You probably had a boo-boo. My boys have boo-boos all the time. They like Band-Aids, you know? This is what I want to tell you. Every time you fall, you have to trust and know that you have to do what? You get back up. Do you think that David always had the perfect aim with that slingshot? No. He probably hit everybody every now and then. was like, oops, sorry. Didn't mean to do that. But you know what he did? He kept practicing. He kept trying. He kept working at it. He kept applying himself. Each and every one of us has that same type of calling on our lives. So tonight I want you guys to think about this. Everyone, sit up straight. Get your mind focused. And I want you to think about what is one thing right now that you enjoy doing? What is one thing you enjoy doing? Praising God, what is one thing you enjoy doing maybe at school? Learning, what is one thing you love doing? What? Say that one more time. Screaming in front of crowds, what is one thing you love doing? Drawing, what is one thing you love doing? What is one thing you like? Yes, man, what is one thing you love doing? What? Praying, what about you? listening what's something you love doing at fun just hanging out at the house what's something you love doing yeah gymnastics sleeping in late let me tell you we need our rest yes what's something you love doing giving living one more person I want to make sure everyone has thought of something did you think of something what's something you love doing eating now here's what I want to tell you guys out of everything that you've mentioned you may think right now huh that's funny but you know what I think there's people who are starving in this world who need to be fed so you may love eating, eating but you may have a passion one day to cook and to feed thousands of people you say you love learning there's people who struggle sometimes with understanding things and they may not be able to learn things. So you may be able to understand it in a way that breaks it down to help so many other people. You love gymnastics. There are people in this world who would give anything to be able to do a gymnast do. But you using your gift to glorify the Lord gives them a chance to experience that talent through you. What I want you guys to realize is that everything in life that you go through, everything you experience, everything you do that you think, oh, this is just fun. You have no clue how the Lord wants to use that. Five stones, but it only took one to slay a giant from a small little old guy. But before David could even get to that point, guess what he had to do? He had to trust in who? He had to trust that the Lord was going to carry him. He had to trust God to to give him the strength, to give him the understanding, to give him the, the perfect moment to not fear what was before him. Everyone say fear. Sometimes it can be very scary to do things like some of you tonight. You were afraid to walk up on this stage. You may be afraid to share what the Lord is doing in your life with some of your friends at some point. But you know what? You made the step to get on the stage. I know with the Lord's guidance, you can make the step to speak to your friends. But before we can do that, everyone look here and say, before we can do that, there's one important thing we have to do. We have to trust and follow Jesus. We can use all of our talents, guys. We can use all of our gifts. We can use everything we want for the world, but if we aren't trusting and following Jesus, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. And in this moment, I say to you, the Lord wants to use your personality. He wants to use your heart. He wants to use your voice. Hear this from me. Sweet daughter of God, he wants to use you So trust that. Trust that. I want you guys to bow your head and close your eyes. And here's what I want to do. The reason I want you to bow your head and close your eyes is because I want to give you the chance not be distracted by anyone or anything. I have ADD bad. I get distracted easily. The reason I don't want you to be distracted is because a lot of times when the Lord really wants to do something in our lives, he uses the people around us to speak life into us and the enemy will use those same things to keep us from experiencing what the Lord wants to do through us in that moment. But I believe that no age is too far from the greatness of God. I believe that many people who have changed this world started out in a small little community in a parking lot in a massive city, in a building, in a hut, in a village somewhere. But the thing in common was they were the same age as you because someone spoke life into them, life into that calling. And in this moment, that's what I wanna do with you guys. In this moment, I wanna give you guys an opportunity to do something that you may have never done before. Before we can talk about you walking out onto that battlefield to face that giant, it's important that we know that you are willing to trust and follow Jesus. Because when you are with your friends, sometimes it may be hard to stand up for what's right. When you are at home, sometimes it can be hard to obey what's right. And that's the reason we need the Lord in our lives to help us. We need the Lord in our lives to teach us so that when the day comes for you to rise up and slay whatever giant is placed in front of you, you will trust the voice that has always been with you. This is for you guys in the cars as well. There's a reason why the Bible teaches us to have a childlike faith. No matter the age, the calling is still the same. The hurt only gets stronger. The burden only gets stronger. The fear only gets stronger, but no matter the age, the calling is still the same. So anyone out here right now, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. There's no magic to what I'm saying in any way, shape, form or fashion, but it's the heart posture that matters. And what that means is what you say in your heart. If it is really what you are proclaiming, if it is truly what you are declaring, the Holy Spirit has its way of moving within us and freeing us from what's keeping us from being who God has called us to be. We are all called to be David's and this side of heaven, we will daily face giants. So with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if this would be the first time that you've ever thought about this moment and said, you know what? I may be young, but I really want the Lord to use me to do great things for his kingdom. I do believe that one day I can travel the world or I can stay in this town and be a school teacher and invest in my students, but I also can give them Jesus and tell them about who he is. Or maybe you're a person who you know at a young age what sin really is and what it looks like. not trust the Lord and you're like you know what I really want this moment from this point on on this beautiful night under God's creation to be the first of many moments that I get to spend honoring living loving and trusting Jesus as my personal Savior that's the moment I want to give you guys If you are a person who wants to commit your life to God tonight to surrender your own control and allow Jesus to have control, Jesus to lead you, I want you to say these words after me. Say, Jesus, keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. And I only want those who are in that place of giving your life to Christ for the first time. Say, Jesus, in this moment, I surrender my all. I give you my heart, I give you my mind, and I want you to lead me. In this moment, Jesus, I trust you, I commit my life to you, and I will fear nothing but you.